Hey guys, it's Dr. Childs here. Today I want to talk to you about a topic which I think is really important to a lot of you and it has to do with why no two thyroid patients are alike and while we explain that topic we're also going to be discussing what I call thyroid discrepancies. And so what that means to you is, or, or what it should mean to you is, um, something along the lines of why do you think that so many patients are confused about thyroid medication management and just their thyroid condition in general. Um, and so what I'm going to do in this, which is pretty interesting, is I'm going to break apart a component of a study which I found. And by the way, if you want to see what I'm referencing here, you can click on here. Um, and you can go to it. So this is the study that we're going to be referencing. It's from 2018, um, October of 2018. And what you're going to see here is this image, and we're going to break apart this image. And what this image is, is a combination of different responses that patients have. So these are direct quotes from patients regarding how they react to certain thyroid medications and certain thyroid therapies. And what you'll find here is that this is quite the spectrum. Okay, And you'll find people that, uh, that will say one thing and then another group of people that will say the exact opposite thing. And I want to show you this because I want to bring it together um, in your mind so that you have a better understanding of what to expect when you get thyroid treatment. And what you will find as we go through this is you'll find that you'll probably connect with one or more of these quotations, which in my opinion are probably, I guess you can think about them as um, phrases which allow for segmentation of the thyroid population. And so in that way, you'll probably say, oh, well, I connect better with this phrase or that. But it's not, I don't want you to focus on the specifics. We're just going to use them to, to display how different people can react to different thyroid medications and hormones. So I have the list here, and we're going to talk about it. And there's 10 of these things. So I'll give you the quote, and I'll just sort of explain it, and then tell you why I think it is that these patients experience this, and what to do if you fit into that category. So the first one here, number one, is, quote, levothyroxine was worse than nothing. So remember, what we're reading, what I just read was a patient response um, from a questionnaire based off this study that I just linked to you previously. So again, go look at that if you want to. But what we're seeing here is that there are a group of patients who take levothyroxine for thyroid disease, and yet they feel worse on the medication. Okay, so that makes no sense to a lot of people, right? And, and if I said that, you know, to many of you listening to this, you might think, well, that kind of makes sense for me, but there's going to be other people listening to this who are going to say, no, 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 I was on levothyroxine and I felt great. So now we have sort of like this conflicting set of information. So that's why we're talking about this. So the question is, why is it that levothyroxine, which is supposed to be the treatment for hypothyroidism, can make some people feel worse, remember, worse than doing nothing at all? And so there's a couple reasons for this, and actually, well, actually, there's a lot of reasons for this, but I'm only going to hit two main reasons, otherwise we'd be here all day. So number one, the answer might just be that levothyroxine is not the medication for you. So remember, as a physician, uh, your doctor is probably going to try and push levothyroxine onto you, or Synthroid, right? These are two names for basically the same medication. Yeah, they're slightly different, but they're essentially the same. And your doctor is going to try and push those medications on you if you have thyroid disease. And furthermore, they're probably not even going to tell you that there are other options available. So the answer to this problem could be as simple as just switching to one of the other many different types of thyroid medications available. And I've gone into these medications in detail. We're not going to go over all of them here. Again, otherwise we'll be here all day. But just know that switching might be the answer. Number two, you might not even have to be on level thyroxine if you fit into this category. And, and this might be, again, some of the best news that you've, you've heard. And, and the reason for this is simple. Many patients get placed on thyroid medication because of an isolated lab test 
or one single abnormal TSH test. Now, I am, am not of the opinion that an isolated single lab test is sufficient to diagnose hypothyroidism. If you have a pattern or if you have three or four abnormal lab tests, which is why I recommend that you get several at once, not just one, that's a different story. But if your doctor randomly text, te checks your TSH and it comes back as seven and you're completely, you're feeling fine otherwise, and then if you put yourself on that thyroid medication, you might, yeah, you might feel worse because you don't necessarily need it. So that's another potential option. There's lots of others, but we'll get to some of the other reasons for this as we go along. So that's sort of number one. Number two, quote, on level thyroxine, I felt myself getting sicker and sicker every single day. Now remember, this is, again, a statement from a patient, and I think, well, from several patients, actually, um, who align with this statement. So the question is, um, some people, when they're on level thyroxine, like number one, feel worse. And then again, this is sort of a, I would say, an extension um, of the original um, first uh, statement, which is they're getting worse. But on level thyroxine, people are getting sicker and sicker every single day, meaning whatever's happened, whatever it's supposed to be doing is not actually working in them. So the question is, how can this happen? Um, and I think the answer to this, again, we actually don't completely know, by the way, because there's a sm this is, doesn't happen to everyone. This is probably only who get worse and worse, I would say maybe 5 to 10% of people. So we're talking about a relatively small population of people within the thyroid, you know, sort of spectrum here. And I think the reason this occurs has a lot to do with peripheral thyroid conversion. So if you are somebody who has trouble taking T4 and converting it to T3, and remember, by the way, that T3 is the thyroid hormone metabolite that does all of the heavy lifting in your body. So if your body cannot take T4, which is the medication that you're normally prescribed, such as levothyroxine, and you can't convert that to T3, which is the active form, um, then you might have problems activating and utilizing the very medication that you're trying to take. But that's not the reason you feel worse. The reason you feel worse may be because if your body's unable to convert it to the active form, what it does instead is convert it to the inactive form. And that inactive form then competes with whatever little amount of active thyroid hormone you have. So it's kind of a complicated situation here, but essentially what you have happening is you can think about um, the analogy of trying to uh, put out a fire by pouring gasoline on it, right? So your doctor, in this situation, your, the fire would be your manifestation of your hypothyroid symptoms. And your doctor is trying to put out that fire by getting rid of those symptoms. But instead of putting water or sand or I don't know, something, they're putting gasoline on it, which is making your symptoms worse, right? Which is how these people are feeling. They're getting sicker and sicker every single day. And the reason for that probably has to do with this conversion issue I just mentioned before. And again, by the way, all these things I'm talking about, I have tons of resources for. So if you're like, as we're going through these things and you say, oh man, I, I identify with this quote or with this um, segment of the population, read specifically that segment and you'll find links and, and information to go to all these things as well as clinical studies there that I'm referencing. So that's number two. Number three, just please find something that gives me my life back. All right, so this this is less specific than the other two, but um, this is definitely something that I see a lot. And I see this statement a lot. And if you read through the comments on my blog, something like, I don't know, 12 or 14,000 comments now, you'll see this phrase uttered in, in some similar fashion, right? It's not, maybe not verbatim, but it's, it's, it's uttered um, in a similar way. And the reason for this, I think, has to do with just the simple fact that um, a lot of patients are not being treated what, what I can, what would I consider to be the best uh, paradigm for thyroid management. And this has to do with a number of reasons, including their genetics, their ability to convert T4 to T3, other hormone imbalances that they might be suffering from, and so on. So it's a complicated issue. But, but the moral of the story here is that 
if levothyroxine and or Synthroid aren't working for you and you're in the situation where you just are desperate to get your life back, then you probably need to expand beyond whatever the traditional or conventional paradigm for treating the thyroid is. Now, my whole website is dedicated to kind of what I would describe as exposing this problem uh, to try and help people understand that there are more options available for treatment. And I think probably perhaps the most important thing you can do if you fit into this category is to seek help from a knowledgeable physician. And I have a specific resource here, which you can click on in this section, which takes you to this page, which shows you um, how to find what I would consider to be a knowledgeable thyroid doctor. And so this is going to be critical for you if you fit into this category, because I can almost, you know, uh, well, I shouldn't guarantee it, but I, I would I would be um, surprised if you fit into this category and you have not already seen three, four, five plus different types of doctors, endocrinologists, family practice specialists, so-called thyroid specialists. So I'm talking about a specific type of, it's not a, it's not a specialty, but it's a specific type of doctor that's received different training that you'll have to go to. Um, this isn't like an endocrinologist, even though they do receive training in the thyroid. They're going to treat you pretty much the exact same way that your family practice doctor does. So you're not going to find the, what you're looking for in that place. But go to that link and look at it if you fit that category. So number four, now we're getting to the opposite side of the spectrum. This is a group of patients who say, quote, I feel good while on level thyroxine. So this is obviously, a, I would say, a contentious statement um, because most of the people that are coming to my website are people who do not feel well on level thyroxine. Otherwise, why would they be searching for solutions, right? But I'm here to tell you that there are a number of people who do fit into this category. I've seen them. Uh, in fact, I think I explained in this article um, an experience that I've had while treating people. I used to, in the beginning, just put everybody on natural desiccated thyroid. I think I believe I was starting with Armour or Naturethroid. And I was convinced that that was the best medication that there was in, in my you know early years. And I found that there were just people who did not do well on it, right? Um, and then I would switch them. I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. So I'll switch them back or, or I'll switch them to a Tyrosent or um, Levoxyl or some, some you know form of T4, and they would do great. And so you just have to understand that there are going to be some people who do well on level thyroxine. And I've been accused of um, all sorts of strange things for, for saying statements such as this, but it is just true. There are people that will do well on it. It doesn't take away from whatever therapies have worked for you, but just realize that not everyone has to be on NDT or T3 only or T4 plus T3 combinations. You know, there's variance among individuals in how they respond to these medications. But I would say that perhaps the majority of people fit into this category uh, simply because the majority of people with thyroid issues are fine when they get treated, right? They're not going to go out looking for solutions if they don't have problems. Um, that's just kind of how it works. Um, but, but anyway, th these people do exist is what I'm trying to say here. Number five, quote, now I take T3 also and started feeling better, but I still do not feel well. Um, so this is a, this is an interesting or statement, I should say. And if you look at my blog, again, you'll see a lot of people who fit into this, uh, this scenario. So one of the reasons I think this, has to, this occurs is because, first of all, if you can get your endocrinologist or family practice doctor to give you T3, and remember, T3 is the active and most um, uh, biologically active uh, thyroid metabolite. Um, if you can get your doctor to give it to you, they're probably only going to give you a small amount. Now, you need to compare what they're giving you to in terms of ratios of T4 to T3 to what your body your thyroid gland produces in the healthy and natural state. Okay, so there's a ratio of T4 to T3 that your body produces naturally. And that ratio is actually pretty close to 80% T4 and 20% T3. But let's use a scenario. So let's say you read all my blogs or some of my articles on T3 and you you think, well, I have all the symptoms of low T3, so I need some cytomel or lyothyronine. So you get your doctor to prescribe you some. 
But what you don't realize is that the dose matters quite a bit. And so your doctor may say, okay, fine, I'll give it to you. But they only give you five micrograms of T3. And you are taking 100 micrograms of T4. So what is your ratio there? Well, your ratio is about 95% T4 to 5% T3. So this is what I'm saying here. So 95 to 5. Whereas I just told you that your thyroid produces a, a combination closer to 80-20. But you're on 95-5. So you can see how somebody who is on... 95.5 is doing better than someone who's on 100 right, which is what most people take, 100% T4, 0% T3, but it's not still optimal because you're not getting down to that range of 80-20. Okay, so there are people who, once they take the 95.5, they do feel a little better, but, and then they get confused, like, well, he said it would work or whatever. I knew somebody that took five and felt better or, you know, any number of reasons, right? But that's not what your body needs. So you have to take into account this ratio of T4 to T3 put it together um, and figure out what you need. Now, what you'll find is just because some people need 80-20 doesn't mean you will. You might be fine on 95-5 or 90-10 or I don't know, you might be somebody who needs 50-50. Okay, but the point is you can't just put yourself on a standardized amount and think that you're going to get all the way to whatever your optimal 100% is. So remember, you're going to have to play around with this dose. So this probably explains why these people aren't feeling all that well. Even though they are taking a step in the right direction, um, let's use analogy. They got to take five steps to get to their goal. They just took one. It was in the right direction. It wasn't backwards, but they still got four to go. So they need a little more help along the way. Okay. Number six, combination therapy changed my life and health. In my view, it is the best therapy for hypothyroidism. So these are the things I, I want you to be cautious of as you listen to statements such as these, because what I find is, um, First of all, I do align with this statement in general. I do think that this is generally true. I, I do believe for the majority of people, combination therapy, which we've been describing so far, which is T4 plus T3, is superior to T4 only, which is, and by the way, T4 only is what 99% of patients are on, even though I believe that 95% of patients should be on T4 plus T3. And I believe that the difference between these two ideals is why so many people feel so poorly and why many of you are probably listening to what I'm saying right now. But I want to stay away from absolute statements such as, I believe this is the best therapy for hypothyroidism. Now, it may be true that it's the best for, let's say, 80% of people. But making an absolute statement, I think, gets you into a little bit of trouble. So even though, yes, I do align with the statement from a philosophical standpoint, just be cautious about this. And I think some of the people who, uh, who feel this way, because, I mean, right here it says, quote, it changed my life or my life and health. I think the reason for this probably has to do with the fact that we just discussed up here. These people who are placed on the combination therapy were just happen to be placed on the right amount for their body. So let's say their doctor just threw on five micrograms of cytomel to their 100 microgram dose of Synthroid or levothyroxine, and they felt amazing. Well, again, that doesn't mean that that dose and combination and ratio will be what you need, but it may have been the best for them. So yes, um, anyway, that's sort of the moral of the story here. I do align with that, but just be careful about absolute statements. Number seven, I was finally put on extract after 28 years on other options. I would never go back. So I think this is the sort of statement that perhaps a lot of you are, um, let's say a lot of you align with who are listening to this right now. Um, now, extract is, is another name for natural desiccated thyroid or NDT. Okay, so in the literature, when you look at scientific studies, they commonly refer to this group or, or family of medications as thyroid extract. Just, that's just what it is, just remember that. But thyroid extract in this case is referring to armor thyroid, nature thyroid, WP thyroid, NP thyroid, all those, all those sort of um, brands of natural desiccated thyroid or NDT for short. 
Now, I do think that ND, there's a big place for NDT in the treatment of, of thyroid management. You'll find a lot of people who will say that it's, you know, quote, the best that there is. And if you're not feeling good on it, then there's just something wrong with how you're using it and so on and so forth. But I think as you can see here, based off of all these other things I've been explaining to you, that's not necessarily true. It's not true that it's the single best or, you know, the best out of all of them. But I do think it has a lot of... Um, uh, a lot of benefits to using it. And part of the part of the reason that I think it functions so well is because um, NDT has a combination of T4 and T3 built into it. And if you look at the ratio, it's about 77% T4 and 23% T3, which is very close to that 80-20 that I told you that your thyroid gland produces naturally, right? So it's very close to that sort of um, natural amount that a healthy thyroid gland would pr produce anyway. So this gets you closer to that goal of the 80-20 that you're looking for. So I think a lot of people who take NDT just happen to be those that just need the regular dose and they feel well. But remember, there will always be people who take it who are going to be too sensitive to even that small amount of T3. Well, I wouldn't say small. It's about you know normal for a thyroid gland. They might be sensitive to that amount. And then there will always be others who may need more. So even though NDT, again, is a great medication or great class of med medications, I should say, doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best. Number eight, quote, had a thyroidectomy many years ago, no adverse reactions or symptoms. So I would say this is exceedingly rare. So, but, but again, we're talking about it because these are quotes from patients and these are segments of populations and, that you might fit into. So if you've had a thyroidectomy and you feel great, fine, then that's probably where, this is probably where you fit. However, I would tell you from my experience and from those who receive thyroidectomies and from the, the studies about people who have had their thyroid removed, that this, I would, what I would say, is exceedingly rare. In fact, I would say the majority of people um, who have their thyroid removed end up with adverse reaction symptoms. They end up with weight gain. They end up with persistent and chronic fatigue and these type of symptoms, despite receiving treatments such as level thyroxine and so on. Um, so my general advice in this category or in this statement would be... Uh, if you fit into that category, consider yourself blessed because I do not believe that, that the majority of people fit into this category. Um, in general, if you're in a situation where you're thinking about having your thyroid removed but you know not, haven't quite pulled the trigger or, or it's, an, it's an optional or elective sort of situation, my advice to you would be to try and do everything you can so that you don't remove your thyroid gland. So try to do any treatment that you can, any natural treatment, any pharmaceutical therapies, anything that you can, um, and, and only use thyroid removal as a last case scenario. Because I, I do, as I said before, I think a lot of people do end up feeling poorly after they get their thyroid removed. Um, so that's number eight. Number nine, quote, if you find something that improves mental clarity and energy, we'll have something to discuss. So this is, a, I would say this is, it's good that we discuss this one because this is sort of its own special sort of brand of hypothyroidism. And I think we can, I think I can draw a connection between these symptoms specifically and why certain patients experience this. So some people, when they have hypothyroidism, well, they will experience symptoms such as weight gain, they'll be fatigued, um, they'll have cold intolerance, they may have a slow heart rate, um, they may have pain or weakness, things like that. Those are sort of the prototypical um, symptoms of hypothyroidism. Then there's another group of people who, even though they have the same labs as those people I just discussed previously, they really only feel it in their brain. And so they have this sort of um, brain fog, they have depression, they have uh, reduced mental clarity or focus, but all of it seems to be isolated into the brain. And I think this is particularly important for those people who have demanding jobs. It's typically what I see. In fact, I can think of specific patients in my life who have come to me with these specific symptoms, and they tend to be in the fields of law and medicine and things like this, where their mental cognition is very important to their job. And I found a trend among these individuals where they tend to all be 
overworked and overstressed and all tend to have uh, primarily cortisol related issues or adrenal related issues. So I think I, in my opinion, I think there seems to be a connection between these specific sort of brain based symptoms, we'll call them, and a combination of hypothyroidism plus adrenal related issues. So if you kind of fit into this category, don't 100% laser focus on the thyroid. Also focus on the adrenal issues because I think these things do come together. And um, I think that's the cortisol is uh, particularly involved in these sort of brain based symptoms that I'm discussing here. Number 10, quote, I am on level thyroxine and have weight gain, brain fog, and pain in my joints. So this is kind of brings us full circle, right? Remember, we started up, I'm going all the way back up here. So we started up where level thyroxine was worse than nothing. Then we kind of went all the way down here. We said, we found people who said, I feel good while on level thyroxine. We have combination therapy changed my life. You know, we've got some people who were, felt good on T4, T3, but not all the way there. You know, then people that had their thyroid removed and had no adverse reaction. And now we're kind of back all the way up to the beginning where level thyroxine was worse than nothing. But these people, when they take level thyroxine, they have um, weight gain, brain fog, and pain in my joints, which I would describe again as sort of a, an offshoot of number one, which is they're getting worse rather than better. So I think a lot of the same things apply to people who fit into this category. And I think if you fit into this category, laser focus in on those things that I mentioned previously. Look at a full set of lab tests. Make sure you get evaluated um, the, those lab tests, which can give you information on your peripheral thyroid conversion status. So that includes tests such as total T3, free T3, free T4, and reverse T3. Those are all going to be very important for telling you how well your body's doing these things. In the future, what we'll probably also have are genetic tests. And these genetic tests um, can show you if you have a problem with using certain medications. Now, I've written on these before. I'm not going to get into them in detail here. But essentially, what you need to know is there are certain genetic polymorphisms which alter how your body metabolizes drugs, or in this case, hormones or, or medications. And this is not this is not new, right? Um, if you look into the field of psychiatry, they're very very aware of this. In fact, um, when I was in residency, we had these tests that we would do, and we would run these profiles on people who came in who were suffering from depression, and it would spit out a list of the medications that they should or should not use. Now, I'm not advocating the use of necessarily antidepressants in this setting, but I'm using that to explain that hopefully we might have a test like this for thyroid patients in the future, where you get your genetics run, spits out a test and says, hey, this is somebody who is probably not going to do well on T4 only because they have these genetic mutations which influence their ability to produce or to convert T4 into the active T3. So this is, you know, down the pipe, I would say if this, if this occurs, a big if, it's probably at least five years down the line. But I think that's something that, you know, we may have look forward to or it may be an optional thing that you can pay and maybe well worth the money. So again, number 10 is really just an extension of one and two, I would say. So hopefully you guys found this very helpful. So again, remember, these are all statements directly from thyroid patients in terms of how they were feeling on certain thyroid therapies and medications. And just realize that this the reason the, the the diverse reaction of these patients can help explain why there's so much why there's a perceived discrepancy even on blogs such as mine um, ab about which therapies are best and which should be used. It's not a one size fits all thing. That's the bottom line. There are people who will do well on level thyroxine, and there are people who will do worse and they'll feel like death on it. There are people who will need NDT and who will do great on that. Then there are people who will need different uh, titration and adjustments. People may need NDT plus T3 or people may, may, may need NDT plus T4. The whole point that I'm trying to make here is we're all in this together. We're all trying to figure out what works for us. So as a patient, if you're listening to this, don't feel discouraged if you're not quite there all the way. There's still a lot of different things and therapies that you can, that you can go through to try and you know, get back to that 100% range. 
Um, and likewise, don't necessarily try to push on the therapies that work for you on somebody else because they're an individual and they're unique and they're different than you. However, at the same time, I do want you to share those things. So I understand that this can kind of be conflicting, but we want to gather as much information as we can regarding patients because it might be helpful for them to read, but just stay away from using absolutes and, and things like this is the only way or this is the best, period, right? Because that's probably not true based off of all these things that we've been looking at here. So anyway, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about today. Uh, again, if you have any questions, please leave them in the comment sections below. I, hopefully you guys found this helpful. It's kind of diverse range and a lot of information here. Um, but if you, if you um, did sort of align with any of these quotes uh, from the patients, please go back to that individual section on the blog post and check out the links that I've provided there because they'll give you resources for that specific problem. Otherwise, leave you guys, leave the questions in the comments below and I'll do my best to get back to all those and I'll see you guys in the next one.